honestly, that is my review of all 22 of these books. I'm not <laughs> enough for it. Welcome back to another episode of Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, All Booked, where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And I don't know if Chasley realized it at the time, but she has started a thing because mm-hmm. this year she is going to be reviewing 22 books that were published in 2022 in 22 minutes. <laughs> Do you Maybe. remember last year? Mm-hmm. I did 21 for 2021. And yes, we are going to continue this now forever. I'm going to have to really, really like step it up when it's 2050. And I'm like, all right, guys. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have um, a full 50 minutes then. The whole 50 minutes. That is true. <laughs> now, last year, I remember you went in kind of a random order. Is that the same thing this year? Uh, not exactly. Uh, last year, I also promised you that I would do this year in rhyme. And I <gasps> failed completely. Oh. Oh, okay, but I did write. I a did song. not remember that. <laughs> oh, you wrote a song. Yes, are you ready for I'm it? I'm ready. Okay. In sometime in November, your librarian brings to you twelve punny titles, eleven vacations gone wrong, ten suspicious deaths, nine frightening futures, eight time loops, eight time loops, seven greedy villains, <laughs> six lousy jobs, five contract killers, four first dates, three sentient species, two narcissists, and why mammals outlive dinosaurs. Very nice. I should have prefaced this with, these are many of the topics that I covered this year. <laughs> I assumed. <laughs> I did like the time loop one. That was very fun. Yay. Okay, good. I'm ready. All right. So I, what I did is I kind of kept like a, a nice summary of like about, you know, a sentence and then told you some specific thing that I liked about it so that we could kind of get through this list. But if at any point you want to interrupt me so it's not me just speaking, please do. Okay. <laughs> and then I'm sure we'll have a couple of questions about like sure. how you chose these and stuff at the end too. Definitely. So I am starting off with general fiction where at least categorizing by like genre this year. Okay. So that way you can kind of tune in a little bit closer if this is one of the ones that you like. So I read actually very recently Killers of a Certain Age by Deanna Rayburn. It's about four women in their 60s who've been contract killers for decades and they retire and find out that their agency might be trying to end their retirement early. I liked that it was a very funny humorous book but it also showed total respect for these women and their skills and experiences. There was Mm -hmm. no moment where like the humor was like directed at them in a negative way. They were the ones who were making the jokes. And it was something that I think is so good for today's kind Mm -hmm. of like humor and culture. It's not, it is not a book that could have been written, I think, 20 years ago with that same level. Yeah. I read The Hotel Nantucket by Ellen Hildebrand. One of actually several of her books that I've read this year because I just discovered her this year and I was like, oh my gosh, I really like you. This one is about people who work at this newly refurbished hotel, all their affairs and betrayals and unique personalities. I liked how even just a glimpse of a character's history is carried through into their actions. She does that. They just, I guess, just character building, like, really Mm -hmm. well. I don't remember if it was this book of hers or another book. But there's a ghost in one of her books, and that is not the main point of the story. Like, there's just... He just happens to be there. Just a ghost. Backstory ghost. But I just, I I love it. Lots of her books have, like, that, like, little bit of, you know, unrealism in them. But everything, the rest of it is totally straightforward. And I enjoy that, actually, a lot. Several of the books in this book kind of fall into that category. Iona's Iverson's Rules for Commuting by Claire Pooley. I think several of us read this one this year. It is just a fun and heartbreaking story of found family and chosen family. And what I really liked about it was Iona. I haven't read or even met a lot of people like her. She's Mm -hmm. just quite unique. Another library favorite, Finley Donovan Knocks Him Dead by El Cosimano. It's the second book in her series. And I, what I like is that I am not thinking about anything else when this book is in my hands. It is 
utterly engaging. Okay, now the first one I didn't like so much. This one is Other Birds by Sarah Addison Allen, and it's weird. You can tell <laughs> that the author has read some like magical realism, and that plays in. And that's usually a thing that I really like a lot, but I, I, I just, I'm not sure still. I think I may have to actually reread this one to like determine whether it goes in my yay pile or my nay pile. Did you pick this one up because it has birds in the title? I picked this one up because it had birds in the title, yes. Were there birds read... in the book? Yes, there okay. were birds in the book, but they also didn't spend enough time with the birds. If it had been all about the birds, I would have been happy. It does have like that f- found family motif, which I just, I can't get enough of that. I could read. So your books. Yelp review would be ultimately not enough birds. Not enough birds. That's my review. Okay. Honestly, that is my review of all 22 of these books. Not <laughs> enough birds. Remarkably Bright Creatures does not have birds, but it has an octopus. I found that I do not read nearly enough books with an octopus narrator in them. I don't think there are enough <laughs> books in the world quite like that. The thing that I liked was the octopus. Everything else was really good, but really the octopus was so good. You can forgive it for not being about birds. Right, yeah. I can, I can, yes, that's, maybe that's my limit. This book had enough octopuses. Dark Earth by Rebecca Stott has a really pretty cover. I will confess that that is why I picked up half of these books. It's also really weird. It's set in like Celtic England. And so like there's a really great like sister story and there's like the mix of like this Celtic magic kind of like woven through it, but I didn't really like it. Mm -hmm. You may. It's not like it's a bad book. It just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it. Not my taste. The Half-Life of Valeri K by Natasha Pulley. Every bad thing that can happen to a human being happens in this book. (laughs) It's about a Soviet (laughs) nuclear scientist in the 1960s. And I liked that it was about scientists. That was cool. Enough scientists. That one's actually been on my read list. It is. I I really think that you should. And and how it ended, like it ended well, which is surprising in a book. In in a book. It's surprising in a book. (laughs) I read some romance this year. Romance is never my like top of the list genre. It hasn't been, but I've been reading more and more of it because I found that what I've been wanting is something that ends positively, that has like it's life nice. affirming things. Yeah. And, I, and I really love the ones that have, it has the romantic relationship, but it also really delves into their family relationships and their friendships and things like that. I just, I, so much humanity. I love it. I read The Bodyguard by Catherine Center, which Cherie beat me to the podcast on that it's one because I, I immediately, I emailed and they were like, we just did the podcast on that one. But it is great. It's a funny and unique romance. I've never quite read anything like that. And then I immediately went back and read like five other books that she's written or, or one or two. I don't know. Um, <laughs> another one of my favorites is Emily Henry and she came out with Book Lovers this year. And she she's, I think she's my favorite romance author so far. And this one is all about authors and readers. And so it's really yeah. hard to be like, well, <laughs> that's obvious in my area of interest. Still not enough birds. On Rotation by (laughs) Sherlene Obu Obi. It is about a Ghanaian-American medical resident. And so she's in the U.S. dealing with sexism, racism, and so much else. But it still managed to be a very sweet romance. It has a lot of that, like, this fight would be resolved quickly if we just communicated more trope, which Mm -hmm. I find that very frustrating. It is frustrating. Other than that, it was really good. Um, The guy that she likes is actually, like, a likable guy. Like, you're like, oh, that, that so seems crazy. like a nice person who would actually attract a, a, a yeah. human being. Yeah. A human being. Um, okay, a couple of sci-fi. I have Upgrade by Blake Crouch. Mm. I think I've now read everything by Blake Crouch because he is so good. He writes sci-fi that's like intellectually engaging, but also makes a really good story. Like yeah. he's not like one too much on one side or one side or the other. He did um, recursion, right? Yes. 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 And man, every single one. Okay, but this one specifically, <laughs> it's about rewriting genes on a massive scale to make humanity better. I have that one checked out right now. You do. It is so good. I really, really like it. All right. More sci-fi, When Women Were Dragons by Kelly Barnhill. I've I've been thinking about this book a lot lately, and I think that if you are somebody who can read fairy tales and not be like, oh, I don't believe in that magic, or that doesn't explain how that happened, then you are the kind of person who could read this book and enjoy it. Because some characters are going to turn into dragons and just live that way. 
And you just have to you accept have to deal that with it. and move on. What I what I liked, no, what I loved about this story was that the way that the women they help and like they hold each other up above everything else in this story. It's their relationships are so good. More sci-fi. Memories Legion by James S. A. Corey. So this is the Expanse series. It's on TV, but I don't like the TV show, but I loved the book series. This one is actually the collection of short stories that they released after the book series completed. They're standalone stories, but I would definitely read the series first and also definitely go read it. Like it's epic in every meaning of the word. If you are somebody who can even just tolerate sci-fi, I think you should read this book. How High We Go in the Dark by Sequoia Nagamatsu is another story collection. Also takes a very special kind of reader. It's like really imaginative. There's one story in this book where a pig develops sentience and like he really like explores that. <laughs> that sounds fun. It is. And and it's fun and it's sad and there's there's lots. There's just so much to it. I think that's another one I'm going to have to come Please back to. tell me that story doesn't end with bacon. It does not end okay, with bacon. <laughs> I will. Spoiler alert there. <laughs> <laughs> and so I re- after the general sci-fi, now I have a subgenre that is time travel sci-fi because I love it so much. It does not matter what a book is about or where it is placed in what collection because there are romance time travel stories too, but or, you know, juvenile or anything. It does not matter. I will pick up every single time travel book. It's my favorite. Which thing. is funny because I am the opposite. You I get time? really irritated with time travel stuff. Really? Yes. I just, I love it and I don't know why. I think just like that idea of something that is so immutable turning out not to be such a surprise (laughs) one of them this time tomorrow by emma straub it's about a woman who goes back she keeps like moving backward again and again to make small changes in her past so that she can rewrite her future i liked how it was mostly about her relationship with her father which was very very different i don't Mm -hmm. see a lot of that anywhere wrong place wrong time is another one where she is by jillian McAllister. it's very much about her family relationships this time her husband and her son she is moving back time gradually so like she'll go to sleep one day and she'll wake up one day ago and then she'll go to sleep and she'll wake up like maybe five days ago and then she'll wake up and it will have been three years ago does she like start being afraid of going to sleep she's terrified of okay it. tries not to go to sleep but also like she's watching her kid age backwards and it's like it's disturbing and heartrending as that's happening and also because she doesn't know like is this she wonders am i gonna wake up and i'm gonna be like a fetus and then i'm going to cease to exist like i have no idea where the end of this is but i liked that it was different and but oh yeah definitely like kind of like ouch my heart especially where the parenting stuff is concerned. yeah I was like oh but yeah very very like you just you, you don't want to do anything else you want to read this One Italian Summer by Rebecca Searle. This one is more like overlapping timelines more than actual time travel, but it's about her relationship with her mom. Also another book that made me want to cry a lot. (laughs) (laughs) There's only one nonfiction book on this list. I actually read a lot of nonfiction this year, but this was the only one published in 2022. The rest of the books that I read that were nonfiction were all about trees. I was looking at the list. I was like, apparently (laughs) I just, I want to learn about trees this year. (laughs) This one is not about trees. It's about mammals. It's called The Rise and Reign of Mammals, A New History from the Shadow of the Dinosaurs to us great title i love that it's good yeah so it's about how the ancestors of mammals survived the end cretaceous extinction that killed off the dinosaurs but also how they evolved after that and the unique things that make mammals mammals i will tell you that this is a great audiobook to have if you are like mildly interested in this topic because the, it's like very soporific voice and so like i put it on i can be like oh hey this is interesting mammals and then i drift right off to sleep it's wonderful <laughs> <laughs> some juvenile charlie thorne and the curse of cleopatra i had a, i think another one of these books 
books on last year's list. This is the new one by Stuart Gibbs. If you want a great holiday gift for an adventurous young reader, Charlie Thorne series now has three books. This is the third one and they are all excellent. She's the one, she's like this super genius kid, can speak all of these languages. And so like, it's kind of almost like she is the prize that they're all going after, the bad guys and the good guys, because there are mysteries that they want to solve, curses and secrets and all kinds of stuff. And so they're like, we, we're gonna get you. And, but mm -hmm. she's so smart and she outsmarts them all, of course, which is great. Teen, Mindy McGinnis, who is one of my all-time mm -hmm. favorites, she wrote The Last Laugh. This is the second in a duology of books based on the Cask of Amontillado short story by Edgar Allan Poe. And it is very good. It is full of twists and it is more than a little bit dark, as you would expect. Actually, it's very, very dark. <laughs> you might not want to read that if you're somebody who has nightmares. And then lastly, Gallant by V.E. Schwab was the other teen book. We actually did a podcast on this, me and Sam. Right. I was going to say it's my least favorite V.E. Schwab novel, but I love all of her books so much that's not much of a statement. If you like books about the incarnation of death, start here. <laughs> start here. Start here. So I know this is a pretty varied assortment of yes. titles. Did you notice any recurring themes across either the genres or across some of the different stories that you read? I feel like there were a lot of contract killers that came up. That was actually what made me think about like writing a song to oh, go with that's it. Funny. I was like, everybody's getting killed for money. I and have a horror book that's about a guy that gets stuck as a contract killer. Start, so. You know, when that happens to you and you're just forced to be a contract killer. Yeah. Right, I mean, you just stumble oh. into that sometimes. And then, of course, like my usual topic, like anything that has like birds or animals as being really mm -hmm. prominent. And then a time travel books, of course. Were there any like standouts that felt particularly like fresh or interesting? Yes, there were, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Killers of a Certain Age by Deanna Ray was the first one that I was talking about with the, the, the former women who were contract killers mm -hmm. but who were retiring. There's just nothing like that. It was it was way different than anything I'd ever read and I, I enjoyed it every step of the way. I appreciate your dramatic flip of the paper when I asked that <laughs> question like, oh no, no, I've come prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with some of the stuff. Like some of the stuff I can expect. Sometimes you guys ask me questions and I'm like, uh. <laughs> so I asked this last year but I feel like it's still kind of worth exploring because I'm even finding as a reader that I'm noticing it now. Did you see like COVID's influence in some of the stories that you were reading? Yes, I think so. Like, I mean, like, obviously, most of these were probably in progress um, or at least getting started by the time COVID came around. I think How High We Go in the Dark has a whole section that's kind of reflective on that. And then one or two of the other ones mentioned it as something that happens. I will say not nearly as much as last year. Like last year, I felt like every other book that I picked up ended with COVID happening almost as if they were writing it in the process. So now I'm actually curious because I've been kind of like collecting anytime I see anything like that. I'm like, I have to read that. I'm kind of curious now if it's going to be a dividing thing, like almost like like books set like during World War II. Like, yeah. you know, it's either a World War II book or it is not at all about World War II. And I'm so I'm so I'm curious if that's where we're going now. Do you think there are any themes maybe that were more prominent this year because of that? Because like, I feel like even if you're not talking about COVID, there could possibly be more books talking about things like social connection, social family, family, like things I, like that. There, there, there is a lot of like gathering family, like, you know, finding your family. Honestly, a whole bunch of family themes overall, like yeah. even just like reconnecting with your actual biological family and like, you know, like strengthening those ties or valuing them. Mm -hmm. Also, a lot of people being like on the brink of death and people being like, oh, my God, you're important to me. <laughs> like, you know, because I feel like all of that, even though it's not talking about COVID, is stuff that people were like forced to reckon with, like, Oh, like I sometimes you don't have forever to like get, <laughs> right. make your peace with the people in your family. So I was I was just wondering because I I feel like it's very possible that authors are just like faced with this thing that that inspires this whole philosophical like bent to their work that doesn't necessarily mean like COVID COVID COVID. Right, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Definitely some. So I have to ask this because you've started exploring more romance. Do you find that there's kind of a sweet spot for like a spiciness level for the romance reads that you pick up or do you care? I, I mean, like, honestly, I don't care. Like, I, it's just another plot point, to be honest. Yeah. I'm like, whatever is fine. I'm happy if it's not there. I'm happy if it is there. There was one this year. It didn't make this list because it was in a recent publication. And now I can't remember. And honestly, I probably wouldn't tell you even if I could. I'm from shame. But <laughs> I'm I was like, I was like, I, there were times I had to turn it off and I was like, whoa. Oh, especially because you do audiobook. I do audiobook. Yeah. Um, luckily, I do them alone in my car for the most part. Like The kind of one where you're like, I can't have it queued up because if it starts and someone else is in my car. I'm like, going to be, uh, yeah, oh my gosh. Like, oh my God. I'm like, I'm, I'm, the other drivers are just watching me blush. <laughs> they can tell. Know. There was actually a, it was, it wasn't. It was time travel, but it was kind of a Groundhog Day-esque Christmas romance novel. And I liked it because... It was still a romance novel. Like, she was still, like, forming a romance with somebody. But at the same time, it was kind of, like, her getting a chance to... She's at her, like, family's cabin, and she has, like, a ton of people there. And her getting a chance to, like, pop into different, like, scenes, basically. So this whole day is happening before she gets sent back in time. And then she gets to go back to the beginning of that day and see, like, talk to different people. And eventually, like, learns all this stuff that she wouldn't have ever known otherwise, just because she does have this, like, time to sit down and talk to people. Oh, that is um, really cool. And it was really cool. nice. And I was like, oh, look at that. Like, yeah. a little, little time travel groundhog <laughs> Christmas romance they were like throw all of the words in the pan make a book out of it <laughs> yeah i'm definitely gonna have to read that that sounds great i found that in one of the books she references groundhog day and i'm like why does every time travel novel not reference groundhog day because like it's a it's a shared cultural thing even if you've never sat down and watched the movie it's yeah. true yeah it, it is something that is just in the time travel lexicon forever now yes <laughs> i'm gonna look up the name of that book <laughs> that sounds good. do you think any of the books that you've reviewed would make particularly good christmas gifts yes definitely the juvenile one, the Stuart Gibbs series is, is very good. But I also think that the killers of a certain age would be great. I think honestly, I think any woman reader would really appreciate like what they do with the characters even if they're not typically like that murder and mystery kind of reader. I would also just for anyone like the Ellen Hildebrand books, any of hers um, were really, really enjoyable and I think have like a wide appeal. Uh, it's called In a Holidays. In a Holidays. I think I have that one on my to read list already because I regularly Google what new sci-fi books. You were like, time travel time please. Travel. Yeah, that's funny but yes okay i'm thank excited you. thank you very much for giving us 2022 in a review yeah a review of 2022 <laughs> <laughs> and stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations probably not so many though probably not bye <laughs> <laughs>